Welcome back to After the Buzzer Sports Talk, and I'm your host, Aiden Mayer. Alright guys, welcome back for another episode. Today I'm going to be joined by Colin. I'm sorry for no episode yesterday. So the episode that we are doing right now, that you are listening to right now, was supposed to be yesterday's episode, but we're in the middle of making it, right? We're getting to the end of the episode, and uh, all of a sudden, the computer freezes. Uh, I don't know, never does that, but it did it, so then we could not finish the episode. A Billy called in, and... It was on the game five for the Bruins, and we filmed it before the Bruins. So the Bruins just played and lost last night, so we'll just rephrase this question a little. So we're basically kind of going to do what we did, meant to do yesterday. So later uh, on today, we might give you guys another episode. Uh, we're not sure yet. Uh, we might, we might not. So sorry about that. It wasn't our fault. We tried to do one. So today's episode was supposed to be yesterday's, but whatever. Um, Billy called in on the um, Bruins. So uh, yeah, let's take a listen. Yeah, hi, this is Billy from Bill Ricca, and I apologize for not calling back sooner, but my mother was sick, I had to take her to the vet, I apologize, but anyways, I wanted to hear your thoughts on tonight's Bruins game, and whether or not you think that they can pull this game off and whether or not they're going to win this series. I'll talk to you soon. Billy out. All right, thank you for the call, Billy. Uh, hopefully you can keep calling in. Uh, we enjoy it when you call in, any of you guys, uh, Anchor Mobile app. But um, So looking ahead, obviously you called in for Game 5, so we'll switch it up to Game 6 because um, they lost Game 5, so we already know the outcome. So answering your question from a Game 6 perspective, Obviously, it's a must-win, but do you think they can win Game 6? Do you think they will win Game 6? Because obviously yeah, they can. Yeah, because this is what happens. The Maple Leafs win. The Bruins win. The Maple Leafs win. The Bruins win. The Maple Leafs win. And now it's time for the Bruins to win. And then, hopefully, they can win the series and step up in Game 7. And don't let the Maple Leafs win. Yeah, it's going to be hard. I, For me, there's been a lot of upsets. We saw the... Lightning and the Blue Jackets, the Flames and the Avalanche. I said it. I thought the I didn't even wasn't even a huge fan of that Flames team, but I had no faith in the Avalanche. I thought oh, they were horrible. I thought they they were gonna. Uh, I thought the Flames were gonna sweep. Them. Yeah, but the Flames just don't have really good goaltending. But there's been a lot of upsets, and I don't think many people picked the Maple Leafs. Everyone was like, it's gonna be a close series, but it's kind of like the Celtics and Pacers. Everyone, when it came to Boston sports right now, they picked six or seven game series, but everyone picked the Celtics or the Bruins to win. I've, I picked four game series. Yeah. It's, it's coming. It's actually doing good so far. The the Celtics yeah, win the series. Do I think they win the series? I have uh, an, an eerie feeling that I don't think they will. Um, it's things to say because we have always played very like. Maple Leaf series, Maple Leaf Bruins, Bruins always win a close game seven series. And I just have that feeling uh, that they're just not really going to do well. If you know um, Sean, if you watch that, he's a special guest when we do like the Masters episode and made some of our NHL uh, predictions, whatever. You know that episode. A lot of you guys listen to that one, uh, one of our better podcasts. But 
uh, I saw him today, and he said, I had, I had that feeling where whoever wins game five was going to win the series, and the Maple Leafs won, so I don't know. And I had to agree. I mean, that, that game five was a pivotal point. Now all of a sudden you're down 3-2 going into Toronto. I mean, it's not a great position to be. They have answered back well, but can we take charge of a series? We haven't right. done that yet. I'll bet you all my money that if the Maple Leafs win game six, they'll move on to the next round. Well, I'll bet you all my money that the Bruins won't win this series four to two. Um, but no, seriously, I mean, I, I just don't have a great feeling. I mean, the Bruins they played all right, uh, but you know, it, it's just I just have that feeling that no, this this they're not going to do it. I I could see them doing it, and if I were to give out odds, I'd say there's a good. 70, like 68% chance the Maple Leafs win, 32% chance uh, the Bruins win. Um, but, I mean, the, the odds don't look great. The Bruins could definitely pull it off, though, but they have not been able to take charge. All they do, like you said, they just respond well. They can't take charge of a series. They're just responding and then losing. And then responding, you can't win a series that way, especially when you lose the first game. If you're just a team that can respond and then you lose and respond, which has been this Bruins team, you're not going to go anywhere. Okay, when they respond this next game and the series is tied up 3-3, three to three, if they... If they can win the Yeah, I think game. people are looking at it and saying, like, even I ask myself, all right, I'm making a little too much of a big deal because we're down three to two, but all of a sudden, if we win game six now, we are win- we're, we have the advantage in the series. So, yeah. I mean, yes, the Maple Leafs obviously are the favorites to win now, but I, I said it and said, yeah, you got to win two games. They only have to win one. But if you win that one game, now all of a sudden you're going back to Boston tied. Now it's any one series, you have the advantage. So I looked at it that way and I said, it's not as bad as it seems, but I still, I don't know, I just have a bad feeling. If the Bruins win this next game, who's winning the series? I'm not making the pick yet. Um, there. I want to see how Game Six goes. I am Bruins. Bruins win. If they, if they win, if they win. Oh yeah, off this. air, off air. So not off air, but technically, yesterday when we were filming the episode, we answered Billy's call, and we made a bet. He said that the Bruins would win the series, win win Game Five and Game Six, and win the series. And I said it was going to seven games. So, pay up. He's going to get 25 cents. You know, we do those 25 cent bets. So I'm now 3 and 0. Uh, he is 0 and 3. He's bad. He hey, also I'm making bold predictions. He okay? he was also the one who with 11 games left in the Celtics season, I believe he said they would go 9 and 2. Or I said no, 10 and there was 12 games left. I said that they would go 10 and 2. All right, so he's going to go get that quarter, but I don't have a great feeling about this. Um, I have a better feeling they'll win than Colin winning any bets, but um, seriously, just pay up the quarter. And, um, yeah, uh, I don't know if I told you guys what we were doing after this. So right now we are going – you probably see it in the title, but thank you. Um, we are um, now going to go over our top 15 NBA players this season. If you didn't know, like two weeks back, I'd say two and a half weeks back, or so I went. Uh, Thomas came on my podcast, and we went over our top fifteen NBA players in general, not just this season. But this list, me and Colin are going to do this season. So, uh, yeah, let's get to that. All right. So, um, starting at number fifteen. So, as I just 
just told you guys, our uh, top 15 NBA players this season. Colin can kick it off with who's your number 15. Russell Westbrook. Uh, I mean, he's averaging a triple-double this season. Yeah, definitely. So I had to put him on this list. He he should be a little higher. The only thing is, he's not the leader of his team. He's... He's well, here, here's what I'll say. This season, Paul George has been their best player scoring-wise. He's been their best player overall. Defense but he's wise. the leader of their team. Russell Westbrook is. Not, no, on no. Court. Not on the court. He's a leader of the team, yes. He's the – especially he's when you have like a point a, guard as well. But no, no, no. Who's been the better player? Who's been the go-to option for buckets? Yes. It's been Paul George, but Russell Westbrook is the facilitator, the leader on the team. Oh, especially I yes. meant it like a different leader way. I meant like leader as in like as yeah, yeah. As Paul George has had the better season. I mean, who's better in general, Russell Westbrook or Paul George? I don't know. That's kind of tough. Uh, but this season, yeah, Paul George has had the better year. He's been their bucket getter. He's been the better defender. But Russell Westbrook uh, is the leader of this team. You know, he's been. OKC a lot longer. He's the point guard, the facilitator. Gotta be uh, Russell Westbrook. I'd have him a few spots higher, so I'd slightly disagree, well, but not huge. Disagree. I could have had Blake Griffin on this list, too, but it was either him or Russell Westbrook, and I was like, um... I mean... Yeah, you can't take what... what yeah, like, I, I, I mean, think Blake, Blake Griffin's on my list. Um, I mean, I probably would have put Russell Westbrook higher, and then... Uh, the playoffs came, and I was like, ah! Actually, he did... When we, well, I made this list when yesterday when we were supposed to do this, mm-hmm. and um, he was doing terrible in the playoffs, but yesterday night in the playoffs... Yeah, but you can't base really, it off of it. I know. I don't want to base it off those two games, but I did. All right. Um, my number 15 is Bradley Beal. Uh, Bradley Beal's right on the bubble, mostly to his team's success. When you're only the 11th seed in the East, that's tough. I mean, yes, he had no help. Um, but you either had him missing by, like, one spot or, ma- like, you. everyone's going to have him on the, their list, like, 14 through 16. I have him at here at 15. He had a phenomenal, phenomenal season. He hasn't even hit his prime yet. Uh, he'll be a top 15 player for a few years to come. I hope he... Uh, request the trade, you know, no one's going to blame him for doing so, um, but that's an episode for another day, um, but seriously, he's just had a great season, but the team record, especially being in the East, hurt him a little, uh, so who's your number 14? Brad Beal. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just been averaging 27 a game. 26, 25. 26, 25, 27, only two points off, or one, whatever. But he's just been ridiculous this season. And the only reason I can't put him higher is because of his team. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could argue two things. You could well, argue- even, even him himself, he hasn't been a top 10, top 11 player. Yeah. But, I, you know, it's hard to even put him over some of these guys. I mean, there's been a lot of good players. And Beal's been great. But really, besides scoring, he really hasn't been phenomenal but you can else. you can argue, like, you can argue that his team has been bad, so you have to put him kind of low on the list. Or you could argue that his team's been bad, and since he's scoring like 27, it's making him look better. So you could argue two ways. Yeah. But sure. I'll say this. All right. My number 14 is Blake Griffin. He didn't make your list, which is a little. I know. I want to. Like, I disagree I a little bit on. with 
both your with Westbrook being at 15 rather than like 13 or somewhere up there. So I have to disagree a little bit with you too. Blake Griffin may be the most underrated player of the season. You know, maybe that's a little bit of a stretch, but most underrated superstar, I mean, maybe. He's had a phenomenal year. Uh, the guy has really turned himself, rather than an athletic dunking power forward, to an all-around power forward. The guy can, you know, finally dribble the basketball, shoot the basketball, uh, he's just, he's a phenomenal player uh, when he can stay healthy. Phenomenal athlete. I love Blake Griffin his play style. And, I mean, you talk about Bradley Beal dropping a lot of points. I think Blake Griffin dropping 25 a game. Uh, let me check up his stats real quick because uh, it's a very well-rounded stat line on a Pistons team that really isn't that much better than the Wizards. Uh, really not, not by a whole lot. This season he was dropping around 25 a game on 46% shooting. Uh, 36% from three, around eight rebounds and five assists. So 25, eight, and five. Yeah, and I, I really like that he picked up his ball handling this year. Mm-hmm. And the shooting makes him, I think, yeah. the biggest inside-out threat in the league. I mean, you might sit here and say, you know, Kevin Love, Tobias Harris. No, or, it's Blaker. And I was also, you could tell that his um, – his ball handling was so bad that um, my sister was watching a show this morning on Disney Channel. Oh, God. And this was when Chris Paul was on the Clippers. And then he was like, all right, halftime's almost over. I got to get I gotta get back to the game or, or Blake's going to be point guard. Nobody wants to see that. Yeah, I, Even don't, Disney Channel's roasting don't, Blake don't, Griffin. Don't <laughs> all right, so um, who's your number 13? My number 13 is Anthony Davis, who was not on your list. No, uh, the reason he wasn't on my list, again, it's a little bit of a fluke. It's hard to grade. He wasn't really trying. Then He, he was hurt for a portion, wasn't really trying some games. So yeah. I couldn't put – even so, I don't think he's had a top 15 year this year. He's a top seven player, no doubt. But this season was a fluke, didn't have a top 15 But year. even – you said he wasn't trying, which makes him – look even better because he's still dropping 20 points per game and, like, seven rebounds. Still, no. no. I don't know what more to argue with you. No. he. A lot of people don't have him in their top 15 this year. I think you're one of the few people that I've seen uh, put it there. I have I to, to – I put him – I'd, I'd even have an argument not to put him in the top 20 this year. Like, say that's a stretch. Oh, that's a bit of you a stretch. Really, really think about it. Look at guys that would be ahead of him that didn't make my list. Vucevic I can name some of them. Vucevic, um, D'Angelo Russell's had a better year than he has. Uh, his own teammate Drew Holiday has maybe had a better season than he is. Maybe not. No, I don't think so. No, I don't no. think so. But it's arguable. I'm not saying he did. I'm not saying he did. Well, but then you have to make an argument for Julius Randle too because he's had Anthony Davis. I'd too. say around twenty to twenty three for me, but I didn't make a list that far. But no, he's not top fifteen. He's arguably not top twenty. Uh, this year, this year, I'm Anthony Davis is a great player, but again, a little bit of fluke of a season and. 20 points per game when he's not trying that that's pretty yeah well that's his fault for not trying 20 points a game when you're not trying is so ridiculous so i know like, but if he tried maybe he'd get on the list but 20 points per game it's 24 points per game if you didn't try that's your fault so we're looking at that two different ways. That's our, our problem here. My number 13 is Russell, Rus- Russell Westbrook. I think 15 is a little too low. I don't like heavily disagree, but I'll put up a little argument against it. Uh, Westbrook, I mean, how do you not put up a triple-double 
and not get on the top 15 list. I mean, sure, I don't really he's he's overhated call the stat patter. I think it's just a little bit of hustle and stat padding. I mean, yes, there was proof, video proof of back when like the DeMontis Sabonis Victor Oladipo days. Um when his team back in his MVP year, he'd go up for a rebound and his other teams would back they back away to let him get the rebound. So there's proof that he stat pads. But still, I mean, this guy's a phenomenal player. Stat padding means you're trying really hard, which is, I mean... Yes, but no, 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 no. Also, stat padding is where literally his teammates would go out of the way to make sure he could get the rebound. I mean, that was a few seasons ago. And points, you have to try really hard. You you have to be, like... Yeah, but still, he stat pads for rebounds. So, I mean... Rebounds, I get that. Yes, but... Still, Let's he's a top point guards aren't supposed to be getting. I don't really like Russell Westbrook. He's kind of inefficient, but he's still a top fifteen player. All right, moving on. Who's your number twelve? My number twelve is Kemba Walker. I agree. And um, so I've been looking at when I made this list. I was trying to look to see like other people's top fifteens, and I looked at like Bleacher Report, Sports Illustrated. All of those types of things. And both of them had Kemba Walker in 35 through 30. I was like, that's ridiculous. I'm putting Kemba Walker in my top 15. And so. Yeah, he's in my top. He's at 12 for me, too. I mean, he has had, like, no help this season. Um, Jeremy Lamb's the second option, which is horrible. I mean, I love Jeremy Lamb, but a second option, please, please don't even don't no. Um, but Lamb's a good sorry, that was my quarter. Option. Um, good maybe I, I guess. Um, but fourth option. but I mean seriously, Kemba Walker's had a phenomenal year. Uh, he overachieved my expectations for sure. I hope he leaves. Um, Charlotte. Uh, desperately. Or 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 another option, you could have. Sign back Kemba Walker and try to trade for Bradley Beal. No, 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 no. Charlotte. Charlotte's going to try to get him back. I'm just saying I hope Kemba leaves. Even with Bradley Beal, they're a playoff team, but how far do they get? Maybe the second round. Bradley Beal. Oh, never mind. No, no, um, just keep going. That that was a dumb thing I was thinking. No, they could trade for him. No, I said that Um, I was thinking, I was like, how, how are two shooting guards going to work? And I was like, I'm so stupid. Kemba Walker's a point guard. Oh, okay. Um, no, but seriously, he's just had a phenomenal year. I mean, he overachieved my expectations an all-star starter. I mean, he's probably the worst all-star starter. But still, I mean, he had a great, great season. And I, I, like, I really like Kemba Walker and the way he played. I always thought he was underrated. Like, underrated, but is he really like it? He's like an all-star-ish player. Like... Yeah, but people, this season, he really yeah. Took it people in my level. school were saying, "Wait, Kemba Walker was an All Star starter," and they'd start laughing. I was like, "Kemba Walker's having a great season." So and you guys don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, uh, yeah. N- no kids in your grade know what they're talking about. Yeah, um, but all right, number eleven, I believe we agree here too. Some do. Uh, some Kyrie do. Irving. Uh. Yeah, Kyrie Irving. Yeah, so that's back to back. We agree, which doesn't usually happen. Uh, I can. All right, I'll just tell you guys we disagree on number one, uh, which is always nice. That the most important one we disagree on, that makes for a good argument. Um, 
But Kyrie Irving, I mean, throughout all of this chemistry issues, I love the way, one thing, the way he's developed as a facilitator. Uh, you know, he kind of you know, he chooses, if I need to get a bucket, I'll get a bucket. If I need to facilitate, I'll facilitate. I just, he's so fun to watch. I mean, he, he can just finish tough baskets. I mean, he's one of the most fun players to watch in the NBA, but he doesn't get on my top 10. But 11, he's had a good year. He could easily be, he could be on top 10. But no, you could make an argument. For I'd it. say everyone has him eleven or twelve. You can make an argument. Yeah, definitely. Him. I'm not gonna strongly disagree. Uh, if you have him there, but uh, who's your number ten? Dame Lillard. And uh, so Damian Lillard has been the second best point guard this season. Yeah, is what agreed. I'm gonna say. Agreed. Um, he's he's really kind of just been carrying his team. He's not great defensively, but he's kind of stepped up his game on defense this year just a little bit. Um, and his scoring, he's taken to another level, and uh, passing has been all right this year. Rebounding. He's just really a scorer. Yeah. I mean. He's an elite scorer, it's pretty much. Yeah, he, he's done a great job. I mean, to lead that Trailblazers team to the three seed once again. His second star is CJ McCollum. Don't get me wrong, McCollum is a borderline-ish player. He's just kind of a bucket getter. He's a horror he's a horrible defender. Uh really doesn't do much but score and shoot, you know. But McCollum's good, but he doesn't have a ton of help. I will say his roster around him is a little better than it was last season. They make some trades. He'll pick up Ennis Cantor or whatnot. But yeah, he's Enes, had a phenomenal year. Ennis Cantor gave them that bench step that they needed and then uh Yusuf Nurkic got yep. injured, and, and now they don't yeah. have the bench depth. Yep. And yeah. I think that'll hurt them in the playoffs. All right, so my number 10 is LeBron James. If you know me, I still think LeBron is the greatest player in the world. Um, and it you have to be very good to get on the top 10 and not make the playoffs, and that's been LeBron. Uh, before LeBron went down with an injury, his team was the four seed. He was considered to be an MVP candidate. Uh, everything went wrong for the Lakers. Just every single obstacle hit them. Luke Walton did not coach very well. They had the chemistry issues. Magic Johnson made bad trades and bad decisions. Like all this ton of injuries, not only to LeBron, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, you name it. And they've just had. And LeBron, not only the roster is constructed horribly around him. He doesn't have a second star. Like no three and D wings to support him. And yeah, he's still putting up 27, 8, and 8, almost a triple double. If you put up almost a triple double with 27 points, like Russell Westbrook puts almost a triple double with like 21 points. If you put up 27 points and almost get a double double, a triple double, that is absolutely insane. Uh, he's my number 10. If you know me, I'm a huge LeBron believer that he is still the GOAT. Next season, I believe he will prove. If the offseason goes up to plan, they build the right team around him, everyone's going to be like, oh, yep, LeBron's still the greatest player in the world. We've seen this movie before when Steph Curry won unanimous MVP. Yep, same thing. This is just part two. LeBron's still going to be the greatest player in the world for a good year or two. Uh, again. You could argue that Giannis will take it over. Yes, but I think he will. Uh, LeBron. And you have LeBron higher than I do. Uh, that yep. I still have LeBron. Uh, but we're both relatively well, the same. Who's so your number, number nine? nine? Yeah. LeBron James. Yes. LeBron James, LeBron James, LeBron James. It's hard to have him much higher than that. All right, just uh, go. But Stop. Yeah, you pretty much already explained it. LeBron James, best player in the world still. This year, not the best player. No, but. but still the best player. Yeah. It's kind of hard to explain, but. Oh, everyone yeah. gets it, yeah. yeah. 
wrong game. Not going to win MVP every year, but continue. That You pretty much just explained it. He's a great scorer, passer, rebounder. He averages, what, 28, 8, and 8? 20, yeah, something, yeah. That's like a ridiculous stat line. It's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to say better than Russell Westbrook. Yes. Well, yeah. Yeah. Because. Yes. We. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my number nine is Damian Lillard. So we kind of just changed our ten to nine. I think Dame's had a slightly better year than LeBron has. Uh, the stat line is LeBron's stat line's a little better, but LeBron missed the playoffs with the eleven seed, and Dame is currently sitting at the three seed. Uh, and they both have relatively the same amount of help in a way. It's just they mesh differently, uh, very differently. And Damian Lillard takes uh, number nine for me. He's had a phenomenal year, kind of like uh, – not no, – never mind. Not like Kemba Walker. Uh, but, no, he's had a phenomenal year, very underrated, um, wants to stay in Portland. But he's just he's just a bucket getter. That guy, he's fun to watch. Uh, who does not like Damian Lillard? Uh, just kind of an underdog story all around. Still – an underdog to this day, and although I picked the Thunder to win, I want to see Port. I want to see Damian Lillard uh, bring a series home for Portland. I'd love to see them get to the Western Conference Finals because that's actually realistic. Because I could see them definitely beating the Nuggets or the Spurs. Like let's say the Spurs win, Trailblazers, Spurs, they could go to the Western Conference Finals. Imagine that Portland to the Western Conference Finals. Portland to the finals. They're being the Warriors. I would leader. love to at least see them get to the Western Conference Finals and bring some sort. If they could get Kevin Durant, I'd honestly love that. Um, just as an unbiased, if you're sitting there and saying an unbiased NBA fan, I don't think they get Kevin Durant, but they make it to the Western Conference Finals. They could, even just the DeMarcus Cousins, I want to see them draw in somebody. Uh, that would be so fun to watch as an unbiased, because sports fan, I just want to see Dame get some help, and I like that Trailblazers team to go on a run. But no, seriously, Damian Lillard just, just had a great year. So, uh, yeah, who's your number eight? My number eight is Kawhi Leonard. You might have him a little bit higher. I have one spot. Okay. Yeah, I don't disagree. But Kawhi Leonard has been the third best two-way player this year. Yeah, one of them. Because Giannis and Paul George. Giannis and Paul George. But um, he has showed that he can stand out in a team full of stars. Like, you might argue that Danny Green's not a star. He is a role player. He's a he's a nice role player. Kyle Lowry but, and yeah. Pascal Siakam. They can play defense. This whole starting lineup, when they have Serge Ibaka in, can play both defense and offense. And um, Kawhi Leonard has stuck out as the best player to do that on that team, which is pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. With everybody doing the exact same thing. Well, yeah, he's gonna be. But well, yeah. Yeah, but no, no, no. Seriously, he. Came in this year and really stepped up his offensive game to an elite level uh, to pair with that defense, making him a deadly player. I have him one spot higher. But, no, I'll explain that a little later. Um, but my number is Kevin Durant. I want to put Durant uh, a spot or two higher, but I couldn't. Uh, just for the one big thing, I feel like the Warriors have taken a few shots away. Uh, he's the most lethal scorer in the NBA for sure. Uh, great defender. He can really do 
everything on the court. There's really nothing Kevin Durant can't do, which is just crazy. Uh, I want to put him higher. I think next season he will really shine. Uh, I want to see him leave Golden State really bad. I think it would be the best for everyone, for the NBA, make it a more balanced league. The fans would love it. He would – uh, it would be much better for him and his legacy to get to uh, thrive more in a place like New York or some some place even like Portland, uh, which would be great. Even though I'm not a Trailblazers fan, but no, Kevin Durant still had a very good year. But I feel like uh, he's been a little conservative uh, on that Warriors team, and it's not his fault. It's just with Curry and Demarcus Cousins, you get the you get the point. But who's your number seven? My number seven is Kevin. Oh wait. What's that? Who slithered up to number seven? Who's that slithering through the grassy fields? The wild Kevin! Yeah, Kevin Durant. He's a lethal scorer. He can do everything on the court. Yeah, he can just do everything. But he he can do everything. He can, like, slither to the best team and everything. It's just so great, his game. All right, seriously. And, yeah, but he can, he can, like, score and... He showed us that in, what was it, game three? Yeah, game three of Clippers versus Warriors, which was the last game that they played. And he just showed us, he reminded us that he's Kevin Durant and he's an MVP candidate. Well, not anymore. Well, like, no, not this season. Not this season, but he still can be. MVP, yes. All right, so my number seven is Kawhi. So for the 9 and 10 and 8 and 7, we just interchanged them, interchangeable. I mean, I think Kawhi's just had a slightly better year than Kevin Durant. Kawhi's kind of had his own team. Uh, with, you know, Pascal Siakaman has had an all-star type season, kind of same with Kyle Lowry, but not even, like, big superstars. Well, Kevin, Kyle Lowry is an all-star. Yeah, but he's not a superstar. And I think Kawhi's just done a slightly better job uh, than Kevin Durant. Um better defensively than Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant has – they've both been good offensively. They say Kevin Durant a little better, which kind of evens them out. But team success, yes, the Golden State Warriors had a better record, but Kawhi had the less help. It's really interchangeable, but I think just Kawhi's overall had a little bit better of a year. All right, who's your number six? My number six is the Snakes teammate, Steph Curry. So, Steph Curry – He's not a true – he is kind of a true point guard, but he's not. Like, you could argue both ways that he could be and couldn't be. Personally, I, I don't think he really is. He's more of a shooting guard because he doesn't pass. Well, it's this not even – no, he, he's averaging – He does I, pass, though. Keep talking. Let me see. All right, this no, year he is he, just of his pass. passing, though, yeah. is what I like. And that's why I'm going to say he's just a little bit better than Kevin Durant. He's he averages he year. averages five assists a game. Okay, that's, that's pretty good. No, he hasn't even stepped up his passing overall. His career is around seven assists this year. Five. So well, has, last year I don't. I think it was a little bit less than five. Yeah, he isn't a great passer. I yeah. do have to agree, but he's a good ball handler. He's a great finisher. He's a point. And I see what you are saying there. as a shooting guard. Like if all of a sudden I took like him and Kyrie. Yes, I'm putting Kyrie at point guard, or you know Russell Westbrook or somebody, but. Can Steph Curry play shooting guard? Yes, but he can still thrive as a point guard because mm-hmm. um, he can shoot. He has some of the best handles in the league. He's one of the better finishers in the league. He's a he can play point guard. Yeah, but anyway, he's their first scoring option for the team. Usually, it might be Kevin Durant, but this year it's it has to be Steph Curry. He's just having a better 
season. Yeah, he is. All right, my number six is Joel Embiid. And you're probably saying, Aiden, you think Nicole Jokic is better than Joel Embiid, which some people do. No, I think Joel is better than Nicole Jokic, but I think Jokic has had the better year. Um, Yeah, if you ask me, Joel is better than Nicole Jokic. I think majority agrees with me there, but Jokic has had the slightly better year than Joel. Um, for the fact that Nikola Jokic just took a t- less talented team in a tougher conference to a better record. Uh, Statistic-wise, it's pretty close, but then it goes down, all right, team-wise, who did better? The Nuggets are the higher seed with a better record in a tougher conference. Give me Nikola Jokic this season. He's had the better year than Joel Embiid slightly, but Joel is the better player overall. All right, my number five is... Nikola Jokic. So, yeah, I just think Joel has a better year this year. You could argue that injuries. Oh, yeah, you could argue it either way. Injuries are holding him back, but I'm looking at the time that Joel Embiid wasn't injured. They both had a, like. Oh, yeah, it it could go either way. I'm not even going to disagree with you. But Joel Embiid has just been, like, a lethal scorer from under the hoop. Not as, not as good as scoring as Kevin Durant, but obviously keep yeah. going. But he's he's been doing good, like under the basket. He's ob- he's actually averaging right now, I think, around twenty five in twelve. 25 points, 12 rebounds, I think. Yeah, it's something 20 like 22. Yeah, we get the point, yeah. Yeah, he's just been like a rebounding yeah. machine. For, and he's the best player on a team with five stars. Or you could argue J.J. Raddick's a role player, but. Yeah, he is. Uh, he's got he's got Ben Simmons, Jimmy Butler, and Tobias Harris. Yeah. And so four stars. Then again, Jokic has better depth, better role players around him, and a better coach, but less star power and tougher conference. Why am I talking about Joel Embiid? I'm supposed to be talking about Nikola Jokic. So that's why I put um, Nikola Jokic lower is they both have, like, the same exact season. But Nikola Jokic is surrounded by more players who – He's, like, obviously the best player on his team. So, he's surrounded by more players who's going to give him the ball. And he's going to get more touches because he's not surrounded by... The touches haven't even been a problem for Joel. I know. But he's... But... Nikola Jokic gets more touches than Joel. Jokic. It's Jokic. Jokic. Can you say Jokic? that Jokic. Jokic. Don't call him Jokic. Jokic. It's just annoying, you know. Okay, Jokic. Nikola Egg Yokes. <laughs> it wasn't funny. Why am I laughing? No, <laughs> that, that was cringy. Anyway, he, he's getting more touches than Joel Embiid, and they both had the same season. Just Joel Embiid has just been a little bit better. So that's why Nikola Jokic is number five. Six. Six. This is number five. It is? Oh. Oh, yeah, and then my number five is Nicole Jokic for the reasons I already stated. So, uh, yeah, well, now we're going to move on to uh, number four. All right, so who's your number four? My number four is Joel Embiid. I already talked about it. You can move on to your number four. 
Okay, I again, I think that meat could really go anywhere from six to four. You can even argue seven, but I think that's a little low. But yeah, six to four. I could definitely put up an argument for Joel Embiid at four. As I said, I thought he had a very underrated year. My number four is Steph Curry. It, I think, thinking about it, it might be a little too high, but he has had a very underrated year this season. Uh He's, he's just had a really, again, I just said it, just said it. Why do I repeat myself? Uh, underrated season. But I really kind of want to put him at six now that I think about it. But I put him at four, and it's just a close race between him, Jokic, and uh, Embiid, I think. You can even throw Paul George in there, but I think he deserves a top three spot. Um, but no, Curry's just had a great year. Uh, with the contact lenses, the greatest shooter the greatest shooter, think about this. The greatest shooter has had blurry vision. Yes, blurry vision. What? Oh, my God. That is just crazy to think about. Uh, so, uh, yeah, moving on to number three. I think we have the same one here, Paul George. Yes. Paul George, he's been, like, that fall-behind MVP candidate. He's been all MVP candidate the whole season. Well, but at the beginning, not well, really, and then he well, lit it up, and then he yeah, got hurt. in the middle. It was like, but he just hasn't yeah. been. He's always been that like third option for MVP. Not always, but in the toward the middle of the season, he was that. He was in the MVP race, but he was that third option that nobody picked. No, for. some people did pick well, him. I did, yeah. and then I and then did. I was like, "What am I doing? It's it has to be." No, nice. I didn't. I didn't. I I picked him. Um. I picked him. At, he was my third option. I never picked him second or first. But, no, he had a good little stretch. I just wanted to see him continue it. He got hurt, couldn't really. But he still had a phenomenal year this year to Paul George. Um, definitely the best player on the Thunder this year. Um, uh, moving on to number two. Actually, we'll just do our Harden and Giannis debate. So, you think Giannis has had the better year. I think Harden. As right, you know I'll me. I'll talk about Giannis. You talk about All Harden. right. If you know me. I think Giannis is going to win MVP, but I think Harden has had the better year. And also, um, I think it's a coin flip, basically. But I think Harden's had the slightly better year. But you can argue Giannis, and I'll argue James Harden. All right, I'll go first. Giannis, so I had James Harden at number two and Giannis at number one. Mm -hmm. All right, so Giannis has had the better year. Because think of this. Giannis is the main option on the box. And here's what happens. So if if this ha- play happened every time, the box would win the championship. I would have them winning over the Warriors. So Giannis gets the rebound. Giannis dribbles all the way up the court. And he passes. Alright, so the lane is getting crowded. He passes the ball away to Brooke Lopez, Chris Middleton, Malcolm Brogdon, Eric Bledsoe. They can all shoot. It doesn't matter who he passes it to. They're all standing out on the wings, and Giannis takes it to the hole, and nobody is going to stop him except Jared Allen, you could argue. But he takes it to the hole and just dunks on that person. Okay, but why does he have the better year? That was just a play that would make yes. him beat the Warriors. But why does he have the better year over James Harden? Think about this. Whose offense is better? James Harden. By, by, it's kind of like it's James Harden's one of the best offensive players. It's not by a lot, but it's not by a little either. It's like kind of in the middle. But Giannis has had one of the best, the second best defensive year, I think. 
Maybe the best. Or I think Paul George just had a little bit better, but I think J- so. Giannis and James Harden. You look at their offense. So okay, get to your Giannis point. is like ten points off from James Harden on offense, but James Harden is like twenty overalls worse on defense. So it kind of, and then you take the twenty minus it by the ten, you get ten. So uh, <laughs> it's a little complicated what I'm explaining. No, nah. some people might get it. All right, I uh, sure. Um, I picked James Harden. Uh, I, personally, I think Giannis. Giannis has had the Coach of the Year. Giannis has had, in all. All right, let's just put it this way: Who's had the this season? Who's had the better coach? Giannis or James Harden? Giannis. Giannis. Who has had the better help? James Harden or Giannis? James Harden. Giannis. Giannis. Who has an All Star and who doesn't? Giannis has an All Star. James Harden mm. did not have an All Star in this. Chris. Team. Chris Paul should be an All Star. No, he should not have been. Um, I wouldn't even consider him. Well, a, not this year, but he's an All Star like, type player. Middleton yeah, made the. Yeah. I'm talking about this season. Okay. Um. James, who played in the tougher conference? James Harden. James Harden. Who was the better offensive player? James, James Harden. Harden. Who was the better defensive player? Yes. Giannis. Okay. Fair. So if if James, think about it this way also. James Harden was no doubt the best offensive player this year. Giannis was arguably the best defensive player this year. But if you compare James Harden and Giannis, you're comparing James Harden to Giannis in one but on the other one, you're comparing Giannis to Paul George. You're not really comparing the two. In on defense, you're comparing Giannis to Paul George, which doesn't make sense. What in this? You're saying who's been the best defensive player, and that has to be. Um, you said maybe Giannis by a little bit, but James Harden isn't in that even. Isn't even like in that race for defensive player of the year. No, he's not. Yeah, I know. I, I didn't say that. But you're comparing. You're comparing Giannis to Paul George. No, I'm you, not. Yes, you are. How am I doing that? Because who's the who's the two that might win that? Win what? Defensive player yes. of the year. Um, let's see. There's more than two. Uh, we can throw in Giannis, Paul George. We yeah, can Giannis throw in, and Paul George. We can throw who, who in... Who are the two front runners? We can throw in... Who are the two front runners? Ooh. Probably Giannis and Paul George, but Giannis you could argue someone George. else. You could argue others. Miles Turner, you could argue some of the other, uh, some of these other guys. I can't think of... There's someone else, but I can't think of who that Robert Covington? Uh, no, he got hurt. Uh, he was, but no, yeah. not anymore. Um, but no, I mean, it's a coin flip. Don't get me wrong. I think Giannis is going to win, but I think James Harden just had a little bit better. But James, Giannis is better on defense compared to James Harden than James Harden is on offense compared to Giannis, if you get what I'm saying. Kind of. All right, so I don't want to make this a whole MVP debate because we do too many of those. Um, but thank you guys for listening. Uh, hopefully, uh, tell your friends about this podcast. I want to keep uh, growing. Um, that would be great. Um, 
please call in. Hopefully, Billy answers us. Maybe Charles calls back in. I, I don't even care. Just please make, you know, appropriate uh, call in. And, um, Wait. yeah. Well, what if, what if their moms are at the vet? <laughs> well, then, I don't know. <laughs> Sorry, if you can. I know some of you can't get the Anchor mobile app, but that's all right. But if you can, please, I'd really appreciate a call. More calls, the better. Trust me, it'll be fun. Uh, Billy's call, by the way, today. The audio, it, sound, it wasn't the best. Uh, it's usually a little better if you've heard them before they are. He's probably just in the car or something. It's fine. It's So, you know, it's not really that bad. Um, but it's not. that wasn't even horrible. But anyway, uh, thank you guys for listening. Please call in, and yeah, I'll see you next time.